Welcome, Welcome to, to Quick Shots. 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 Welcome to Quick Shots. I'm feeling armed and dangerous today, so you're going to get the first question, Casnito. Okay, so far away. So you got places to be. Um, yeah, all right, TJ, we'll give you this one. TJ loves you. TJ, I know that He's my you neighbor. do love James. He's my neighbour. Oh, oh, wait, what? I didn't know that. Like we've got investment properties next door ago. to each other. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Okay, all right. I was going to say, I didn't, didn't see him when, when I was out on your street the other day. Um. <laughs> All right, well, TJ has sent in a question, which is really nice of him. Uh, I didn't. He said, I didn't get a valuation on my land for one of my properties mm. uh, in Queensland. How else could I get this information? Mm. So uh, he he must be talking to a property in Queensland because Queensland would have sent out their land valuation. So yeah. uh, everyone, uh, every state government sends out a land valuation. Um, normally every, I think it's every two or three years in Queensland, um, similar in, in most states. It doesn't happen every year. Um, but Queensland, they always send them out about this time, March, April, because they charge it as of 30 June, determining whether you have to pay land tax and mm. then your rates get reassessed on the new value from 1 July. So it is a good one to get your hands on because sometimes you want to, you actually, it's probably the only time in your life that you ever want a <laughs> low valuation because it means you pay less tax and less rates. Unless uh, you're getting divorced or something. Yeah, it should have got mailed to you or emailed. You will be able to get them from the valuer general if you lodge a query. Uh, alternatively, it will show up on your rates notice, albeit probably a little bit late by then because you will be paying the rates on that new valuation figure. Whereas if you want it to be a little bit lower, which uh, it just seems crazy to think that you want your valuation lower, but guarantee you do because it will increase the amount that you pay in rates and anything above, say, 600000 in Queensland, for example, you've got to pay land tax, mm. which uh, really hurts. So, TJ, reach out to the valuer general. Uh, they will give you a copy of the valuation. Normally in an, you can do it over email or they've got really good uh, websites these days where you can lodge a query. Um, but that will be the place to go and good to do uh, before 30 June, as I say. Very comprehensive answer, Kaz. Very good. I'll go to Sophia for you. How much should I increase my rentals by? Is $50 per week too much? Should I be increasing by more? I guess we don't know where. So I, I don't know if I've missed the question, but I, I don't know where Sophie's house is. No, but, uh, that's that's all she's given us, and that's okay. That's okay because we like to appeal to the the general public and not specific. No, Sophia, uh, you just you gotta uh, you gotta be in line with market. So you know, when was the last time you did a rental increase? You know, was it five years ago? Well, then you might have a bit of catching up to do. <laughs> was it one year ago? Okay, well, fifty dollars might meet the market. Um, I would be calling, having a phone conversation. And I say phone because I think sometimes we get a bit caught up on email with our property managers, but mm. have a phone conversation. What are they renting? Have they rented something recently? What are they suggesting? Now, don't always like do a bit of your own research as well, uh, because sometimes you'll have a, a less aggressive, more conservative uh, property manager. And sometimes you'll, you'll have a really, I've got one that's really aggressive. Um, so let them lead you with based on their experience in the area, but it's not really a, a case of $50 per week being too much or too less. You just got to meet the market and, and do what you're comfortable doing. Essentially it's your decision, but make yep. the decision with the best interest to your portfolio. 
Um, and obviously with rising rates, that's cash flow. Uh, last one over to you. And, and this was actually aimed at you from Danny. Danny, thank you for emailing us a couple of weeks back. She said, can James please elaborate more on why you would have a different building um, insurer than a different landlord insurer on the same property. You did say that. It was a couple of weeks back and she's got you pinned. She's got you pinned right there. Yes, and a very good question, Danny. Uh, look, I find that the building insurers, the ones that offer the best cover, offer you the best rates, um, all that sort of thing, generally there are different insurers the insurers that offer you the best coverage and the best rates on landlord. Uh, and what I mean by that is I'll use an example Terry Shearer and EBM are the best landlord insurers. Um, mm-hmm. The reason being is they'll often pay you before you're out of pocket. So, for example, if you if your tenant um, breaks the lease or something like that, they they won't you know, and, and it takes you eight weeks to to get them out and 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 get someone new in and uh, and 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 then ultimately make a claim. They they won't need you to wait the full eight weeks where you're without mm. rent having to pay your mortgage. They'll start paying you from week three or four. That's a, a, an example where that's really good cover. Most landlord insurers don't provide that. Uh, by the same token, most, um, if you were to go and get building insurance with EBM or Terry Shear, you'd find their quotes aren't very competitive. So, you know, you, you example, Amy's, RACVs, RACQs, Budget Direct, all those UEs, all those guys are typically offering a better cover uh, and, and value for money on the building side, whereas the landlord side. So, you know, like Builders, when we were talking about that a couple of weeks ago, mm. um, picking ones that specialise, you, you know, you do have landlord insurers that, that specialise in that, offer better products than the building guys and, and vice versa. A lot of admin for you, Kaz, over, over seven properties or whatever you got. You, you know, you might have bloody 14 different, well, you might, you probably do, 14 different insurance policies. Yeah, yeah, I do. Jeez, you need a, a whole job right there. Oh, job. well, you know. Pays the bills. I'm protected. That's the main thing. I'm protected. Yeah, and I'm probably more risk averse than most. So, 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 Danny, it's not, it's not for everyone. Uh, thank you, everybody. Uh, if you want to send us questions, we'd love to hear from you. Our emails always in the show notes. Guys, have a great weekend. Um, getting a little bit cold down your way, so rug up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Put it in my North Face fund. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Double Shot with your favourite cousins, Alex and James Fitzgerald. If you've got a burning question or something we absolutely need to talk about on the pod, please write to us. Both of our emails are in the show notes. For little real estate tidbits and a little bit of banter, okay, a lot of banter, you can follow us on the gram. Our handle is the doubleshot.podcast. That, my friends, is the doubleshot.podcast. Until next time, think of us when you sit back and sip your next double shot.